Hey guys, what's happening? What's going on? Welcome to another Bro What Now podcast. This is me. I'm Matias Lau. This is my brother Mika Alau. And today we have a special guest. A highly, a highly requested re- requested guest. guest. Our father. You're gonna introduce yourself. Who's our father in heaven or father he, on he, earth? Uh, on earth. You, you. A father on earth. Okay. Hi guys. I am here. I finally was able to join to my. Wonderful sun here. Just for you guys to know, our location is in nowhere. No, nor Norway. 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 Yes, Norway. To be specific, specific, we are actually at the basement. So don't fly your drone over us because you will not be able to find us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If you could just see his face right now. Uh, yeah, so we're just gonna do a question. My dad's just gonna share his little story. Uh, but you want to share just a little bit of who you are, where you are from, your name, da da da. Oh yeah, that's quite very simple to answer that. I am Mario, as usual. You know, I was born and made in the Philippines, and I am uh, just for you to know that my skin is brown. And uh, not long time ago, oh yeah, you guys laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long time ago, I have hair. So since you could not see me, I just wanna give you a real nice description of myself. I am a mixture of Bruce Willis and. Tom Cruise. No, 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 no. I'm the original Mario. Yeah, yeah. From the Philippines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, tell us a little bit more about where you... Because you're not from... I feel like when people hear the Philippines, they imagine like... Manila. Manila, you know, that kind of... But you're kind of from a different part of the Philippines. Tell, like, a little bit where, where in the Philippines you're from. Oh yeah, you know, Philippines is made up of 7,000 islands. Wow. So every time you say the word islands, you don't just think of rocks, but you think of beautiful. Now, I need to be very careful here. Beautiful beach. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what it is. This is a running thing. My dad can never say beaches. Yeah, and then yeah, you can yeah. imagine, <laughs> use your imagination, you can know what that kind of sounds like. If you say it fast. If you yeah. say it fast or with the wrong, like, tone. And we'd be, like, at dinner tables talking about the Philippines, and people will just burst out laughing because he'll say beach is wrong. Yeah, that's so right. He's very careful when he says it. Yeah, we Filipinos, we have a problem of the letter, like, you know, F. You know, F, we cannot, if you say, uh, tell me Fiji, you know, so we say PG. Like, Philippines, we say Philippines. So we have this F problem into a P pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Right, did, did, did I, did I answer that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the islands. Oh, yeah. So I come from uh, the Philippines are made out of three main islands, which is the Luzon, the Visayas, and the Mindanao. And I come from Mindanao. And in Mindanao, there are also a lot of small islands. So I come from 
an island called Holosulu. It's a very, very small island. You believe it or not, it's even closer. My island where I was born, it's much, much more closer to Malaysia and Indonesia than from my island to the capital city of the Philippines, Manila. But the island there is amazing. I remember when when I go when I go and visit my my auntie, their 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 house is is situated in the middle of the ocean because it is very common where they build their houses in the pole, middle poles that are connected dug into the sun in the sea. So when I go and visit her, I could jump literally from her house into the ocean. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's God. really cool. Turtles? Oh, turtles. We have in the Philippines what we call... Turtle Island. Turtle Island. So, believe it or not, my dad was telling me that when he was just growing up, he used to go out and swim with the turtle. You know that he... He, he jumped over the back of the turtle and 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 so it, it goes into the ocean and uh, I don't know but one of the delicacy in my hometown is actually a turtle egg and this turtle egg is like a, a ping pong ball mm-hmm. it's as small as that and it's very soft and inside it's kind of a salami and there's the yolk, the yellow thing, and you make a small hole on it, and then you sip it on. Mamma mia. So delicious. Okay, how old were you when you moved to Manila? And why did you have to move to Manila? Oh, I was... Um, I, can you ask? Mom? I... I think I was like 14 years old. Uh, that was long, long time ago. You know, in the you know in the Philippines, there are two things that we don't have. You know, we we normally don't wear watch in the Philippines. Uh, it's simply because we have a saying, like in the West, you have all these nice watches, uh, expensive watches, but in the Philippines we don't have that. But we have time <laughs> ah, that's wonderful we just live our life just like all right here we are very spontaneous mm-hmm. so you see i forget how old i was what was the question again you <laughs> see i even forget why did question. you have to move why did you have to move to manila and how old were you oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, you know i moved to manila simply because uh, the island where i came from it's actually uh, an island where there's a uh, sad to say there there is a lot of instability and fighting between the government and the rebels the muslim rebels and so uh, my island is though it's beautiful the seafood and the beach so nice and yet the peace and order it wasn't very promising so my island is actually where the terrorists are they 
birth terrorists there or they breed terrorists there and literally attack the, anybody uh, that they can uh, get money from or extort. And because of the hardness of life there as well, we migrated to the capital city of Manila. So that's the reason why we move. And and also by that time, because my mom, she start, she went to Saudi Arabia and worked as a midwife there uh, because of the unemployment and it's very hard to find jobs in the islands where I come from. Well, and then it wasn't some of the story you also had to flee because of war? Yes, yes. So in 1974, I remember uh, we were just, it was summer and we were just about to uh, have a family vacation. And uh, because our house is situated just outside the city, so we have to kind of sleep overnight in the city close to the pier, close to the harbor because we're going to be taking the boat early in the morning. And early in the morning, a war broke out in, in my town. And when I say war broke out, it wasn't just like uh, a small fighting here and there, but it was a full blast war mm. where you could hear bombshell, bullets flying everywhere. Uh, houses are being burned. People are just in a complete, an absolute panic and so as well as my family we were not able to leave that uh, that town because the boat was cancelled and the rebels was in the city fighting against the government killing each other and we were caught in a crossfire mm. and so uh, by that we we don't know what to do we don't know what to do and uh, and then uh, by the time uh, my 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 father he stayed in our house because somebody has to look after our house he's not going with us to manila for education but then rumors has just start circulating around when we were asking uh, did you hear anything from from this place where our house is and somebody spread the false news to us all and 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 this guy that spread the news they said that all the people that lives in that uh in that subdivision we'll call it or the the village where i come from not really a village but it's where houses are uh, the rebels had attacked that community and and they killed everyone that lives there and the way they the way how they killed it is that uh, the terrible news even the news that came to us that that they told us that they, they cut that the trough of my dad so you thought he was dead and so we thought he was dead and every one of us was very 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 sad because uh, it was a devastating news because we could not get any confirmation from someone else because all communications were cut off so did you just have to get on the boat to Manila without knowing if your dad was alive or not? Or did you find out 
that he was alive and then go? No, 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 no. So what happened is that we start moving around the city trying to find food, trying to find shelter, trying to find where we can kind of cover ourselves because bullets are flying. So I remember we are knocking on someone's door and uh, and good enough, everyone was scared. Everyone was trying to find a refuge and there was this one local official he was kind enough to let us come in into his house and he let us just go under the basement you know mm. uh, to sleep there overnight and then then after a day or two we have to go out again and start finding food but the good news about it is that you know my mother she comes from the north of the philippines and uh, she she's an ilocano it's a, it's a kind of a people group and most of the soldiers military government soldiers that were assigned in my hometown they came from that town where my mother comes from and my mom speak the language and when they found out that my mom comes from that province they help they help us they gave us military can you know can goods food mm. and they look after us but the point for us is to go now and roam around everywhere and we were trying to hit the 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 pier the harbor mm. not knowing if there will be a boat there because we have heard that the military has provided like a naval ship to, mm -hmm. to evacuate people but it was so full and you'll never know if if there will be room for every one of us because we i was together with my brothers and sisters and my mom and my dad we don't know where where he was mm -hmm. because they we thought that he was died but when we were waiting and we finally get into that harbor and then uh, we were waiting there. Then suddenly we saw from afar and it was my dad running towards us. Wow. And, and his beard has already kind of grown. Because when the war broke out, he also started looking for us, not knowing where he could find us. So he was moving from one place China. in the city to locate us. But finally we got reunited again in that harbor. How did you find out you guys were at the harbor? Did you just guess or? He, he probably had just. Ask around. Ask around that everyone is heading towards the harbor. Maybe you will find them there. Hmm. So <clears throat> good enough. It was completely full. But my cast, you see, so we could not take a boat because it was just not enough for everybody. But my uncle has a boat. So, so my uncle sent a boat to pick up, uh, you know, the relatives, families that are belonging to our family so they can take us in their own private boat and bring us into another island for safety. Mm. And then from there, how did you get to Manila? Then from there, we again have to find out a place where we could stay because we don't have so much relatives in that other islands. And then there, that's where we've learned how to ask help from, from other people. Mm -hmm. uh, asking for food and good enough. The Filipinos are generous enough, loving and caring and kind. So they gave us food. And then the military has provided 
uh, the big airplane. They call it the I can remember a uh, uh, big airplane that you know the back yeah, part of the airplane Hercules. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they they sent some to that island to pick up passengers for free. So we flew in that air, airplane and brought us to Manila for s- final safety. Wow. wow. That's really cool. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's uh, not cool that there was war, but... Uh, you, you guys never heard this before, I think. Huh? I've heard it. A little but bit, yeah. We heard, heard like parts, it. Parts of it. Yeah. So but they have. So say like, so kind of fast forwarding a little bit, cause I guess then you were there when you were like 14, 15. And then, so fast forward to like, I guess how you got saved. saved. Okay. How I got saved. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, uh, cause you weren't Christian at this point. You're, you're no, right. no, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't a Christian at that point. So because of that incident, it brings an stability in my life. Everything. Uh, everything that that how life is supposed to be as a young teenage it got corrupted it kind of collapsed uh, in terms of friendship your familiarity you're not familiar anymore because now we are living in a big city and you have to gain new friends you need to find out uh, you know a place where we can live as a family. So we have been living in many different houses. Uh, <clears throat> so, and because of that, I, because of that instability and, um, you know, just difficulties of living. So uh, things in my mind didn't become very clear, you know, at, at my young age, as a, as a teenage, my heart was gripped with hopelessness not knowing how the future may look like. Will, will we be able to go back to my hometown or we will be staying here? And, uh, and, and because of that, then I, as a young person, I, I, I got involved with, with drugs and drinkings and, and a little bit of uh, gang, you know. Um, it's not a, like a really tough gang but it's 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 a potential gang if 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 god did not do something in my own life uh i it could get worse mm. so it was during the time that i was going into the schools you know into the university and at that time i was uh taking up x-ray technologies and remember, I have moved from one school to the other because we keep on moving. But by the time that I turned like 17, 18, I was able to enter into this uh, college and I was taking um, X-ray technology because that w- that is that was what my parents wants me to take. It wasn't my own choice. They said that if you take X-ray, X-ray technology, there's a greater chance for you to get a good job uh, in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. But then it was during this time, in the darkest hour of my life, difficult times of my life. You were 18, yeah? Yeah, I was 18 years old. Where uh, we are staying in one of this place in Manila. And then there was a lady who used to pass by our house many, many times because uh, they have a store. And their house is, you know, in the other side. So she used to walk 
many times there. And I remember uh, I was out there one day and she invited me. That was New Year of 1981. She invited me to to uh, <clears throat> for a New Year's New Year's Eve church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, okay. Uh, it wasn't really because I was interested with uh, with the church, uh, because uh, because when I was in my hometown, I also joined the Muslim religion. So I become like a Muslim because most of my friends are Muslims in the town where I come from. So this time she said, why don't you come to me on the church? And I said to her, okay, uh, it wasn't really the church that I am interested, but because. Uh, she was a beautiful lady. <laughs> yeah, and so she, whoa, I got invited by a beautiful lady. And I said, sure, I will come. And I don't really care about what kind of church it was. So I took a shower and put one of my nicest clothes. I don't really have so much nice clothes at that time. Uh, so I went with her. And then when I went to the church, it was a completely different atmosphere. I'd never been to a church like that before. Because I used to go to a Catholic church uh, when I was growing up. And it was full of statues and a little bit more brownie or dark. Mm-hmm. But this one is full of light. People are singing. People are welcoming. Yeah. So I just went there and I just observed. But uh, that was the beginning. And then after the church, she said, Hey, why don't you come and eat uh, dinner with us for the New Year's Eve? And for me, my friend, that was really like a bonus. Mm-hmm. Huh. I am together with a nice lady, beautiful lady, and I'm going to eat a proper food. Mm. And when I went to their house, she introduced her family to me. And then brought me to their living room. And then she shared John 3.16 to me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him should not die but will have eternal life. And then they challenged me if I want to receive Jesus into my heart. And I end up kneeling down in the living room receiving Jesus into my heart. That night, 1981, New Year's Eve, I was absolutely changed, delivered from all vices. And there was a great exchange that took place there that night between my life that are mess and the life of Jesus. That was the beginning of my adventure, exciting life with Jesus. And I've never regretted even a second today. And that's the end of part one. Hope you guys enjoyed our dad's story. Stay tuned for next week as we release part two. His story is way too long to have in a 20-30 minute podcast, so we're splitting it up. We really hope you guys enjoyed this one. I think this might be one, or at least my it's my personally favorite one we've ever done. I think it's very valuable and fun, and I think it'll keep, it keeps you hooked. So come, come back next week. Next week it gets even more exciting. You do not want to miss out on that one. 
And uh, yeah, that's the end of part one. Bro, what, bro, what now is out in three, two, one.